George over BX, Rich Porter, AZ and Monkey. They, they, they was an influence. Whether people knew it or not, they, they, they was an influence. And um, I said the same thing. I was like, yo, I don't know what's wrong with Seeing Rich pull around and solve they thirty thousand dollars like thirty thousand back then was a lot. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They they black photographer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So come on, make sure we support them, man. Make sure we support everybody. Everybody trying to get back. Show man, show No one out of me. And there's a lot of people saying she was selfish. Um. Most likely those people never went through anything to join depression or anything like that. Um, and I hate when people say that it's selfish. First of all, even without the depression, we put on this earth to satisfy us. Amen. Not anyone else. Amen. Not living anyone else's life. So they don't know what this young lady was going through. And she felt at peace of not being here anymore, that was her choice. She's not here to satisfy anybody after she's gone. And um, it just upset me when there was a lot of people that was just commenting that um, she was selfish. Then right after that, a young lady from Baltimore County, the same thing they have a I appreciate you all for watching. This is 808 Tavern, and this is the I Am Who segment, season two, and we are coming to a close with the season. I have a lovely creator today in which for season one, I actually already met. I had technical difficulties, as I stated in the intro with my first season. It was a completely different situation. So as you can see, with season two, we have a little bit more of some stability and you will be able to see this creator this go around. I'm excited to have you and I appreciate you making the time for me again, but you know, with a different a different vibe and of course expansion since the last time we spoke. So yeah. this will be yeah. actually a very interesting interview because you know, like I said, I've already been able to tap in with this creator. So we can see everything that you've done up until now and then we tap into everything you're gonna be doing you know, in the present year and the years to come. So I'm gonna get straight to it. So the segment is three parts. First part is I am who, that's the main part of it because it's about you and everything that I question you will be only focused on you. That's the challenge of the interview. Gotcha. And the second part of it is the what you do where we'll get into the meat of what you actually do. The third part is the reverse the host where you'll ask me a couple questions and you know, I'll have to go with whatever you ask and answer it to the best of my ability. So we can get started with the I am who, who are you first by introducing yourself to us, but not your stage name or anything like that. Just the way that I want you to do it is, and like I said, the challenge is introducing yourself by telling us a word that would describe you as the person you are in the room, um, you know, like, some people say they're the boss in the room, the leader in the room, the dictator, the delegator, you know, whatever. Or I say I'm ambitious. I'm the one, the ambitious one in the room. You know, I'm the hungry one or the resilient one, the bodacious one. So a word, one word, or one to three, and then a quote, a quote mantra motto. I have, I have okay. a motto. All right, cool. Let's go. I am who, me, who are you? <laughs> I am the ultimate hustler. And... My motto every day is, <laughs> and y'all gotta follow this, okay? Now, work ethics, all right, is, I'm not just just a hustle. It's just that, yo, I hustle a little bit more than, than other people, you know what I'm saying? My drive is a little bit hungrier than others, and I will relate to such as um, a wolf. If anybody knows a wolf, they know that wolves actually eat 24 hours a day. For some reason, I, I forgot when I, when I was reading on their metabolism, um, it somewhat inflates their hunger. So they eat 
24-7. So they hunt all day. They don't ever get full. You know what I'm saying? They um they'll relax, they'll go do what they had to do, and then they want to run again. Um with wolves is a family thing. So when you see wolves travel, you have the alpha male in the beginning. Um you have the secondary wolf after the alpha male in the middle. Then you got the females and the cubs and everything. Then you have the elder wolves that bring up the back. Mm -hmm. So um, I carry my I carry my team um, like that. So no one gets comfortable because when you get full, you get comfortable, and when you get comfortable, that means you content. And when you content, that means you don't want nothing else because mm -hmm. you just you content with whatever that you have. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, I, I run like that by myself and I run um, my team like that. Um, but my, my model, my model is that, it's just simple. It's, yo, every time you sleep, it's three, somebody three steps ahead of you. Mm. Every time you sleep? It's somebody three steps ahead of you. Okay. You know so that's a, a model to keep you paying attention, keep you focused, and keep you driven. Yeah. To, to keep I, ain't, I haven't slept a long while, though. <laughs> All of that really reps into what you said about yourself, too, is who you are in the room, the ultimate hustler. Like, yeah. And I know what you mean now. I like the explanation you gave by the ultimate, specifically being put in front of that, because like you said, you're not just a hustler, you're ultimate at what you do. Yeah, because um, I, I put everything into what I do, like, yo, 100. So even if I work with people, I I tell them, yo, I'm all working. That's that's just plain and simple because I I want to eat and I want to I want great results. Mm -hmm. So okay. I'm gonna put, put forward to it. I love that. Okay, that was a good intro to who you are as a creator. So now we're gonna get into the next question, which is about your your backstory, like your influences growing up, you know what I'm saying? I want you to give a prominent figure or a celebrity, it doesn't have to be a celebrity, but like a prominent figure in history that you feel as though may have been like a person that you, you know, feel like inspired you if not influenced or maybe actually influenced you whether you knew them or, you know, what they did influenced you. Also give me a personal reference of yeah. somebody in your life that influenced you or inspired you through growing up, like me and my parents. Yeah, First, I would say um, my aunt. I didn't grow. Up, I didn't grow up with my mom. Um, I grew up with my aunt, and that's because when my mom had me. My mom had me at, at a young age, and she was still outside, like not drugs or selling ass or nothing like that. She was just a party girl. She was. She liked outside. You know what I'm saying? And so. Um, she signed the rights over to my aunt. So my aunt um, basically, yeah, my aunt raised me, legally my aunt raised me. And um, being over there with my aunt, I just seen um, the true dimension of, of a black woman, like holding it down. But at the same time, she did everything for me and my cousin, but um, the streets just had a, a a bigger influence on us than, than my aunt. Um, my aunt is still in us, like, you know, morals, respect, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, integrity, stuff like that. But we were still... Yeah, our own, we, like, world. We were still, yeah, we, we were still, like, lured to the street. We, we, we loved the streets, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I would tell people when like, yo, these kids out here acting down, they keep saying, oh, they're blaming on the parents. That's not true because some of these kids got great parents. Some of these kids got two, two parent mm -hmm. homes. And it's just kids just choose their path. You know what I'm saying? And some things are, are more greater, have a more greater influence on you than your parents. That's and, so true. Your guardians in general because. Yeah. You so, kind of go more with your peers. Exactly. So, but throughout life, I, I, I know that um, 
My aunt was a big inspiration. Um, outside of family, I would say, and this combination people will probably think is funny, but you had to work with these two men in order to see um, why they have an influence on me. And that would be Kevin Lyles, and that would be Dagan Dash. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, working with them two. Wow, big name figures. Yeah, working, working with them two is, is um, definitely showed me how to do business, definitely showed me how to um, create ownership and make sure that the, the importance of, of ownership um, of yourself and, um, mm. and the longevity of things. You know what I mean? Not just a not just a quick buck, but you you make positions and you make things happen that's gonna occur you in the long run. It, it ain't always about money, it's, it's how you set up um, situations that's gonna help you in the long run. Mm. In the long run, like a lot of people don't really think about when they're younger. But no. then by the time they are thinking about it, it's so many things they have going on. Well, that I, they I, I, Kevin, I remember Kevin one day. I remember Kevin saying one day that um, it was a situation with with, with Reebok and and Meth and, and Redman, and this was before Reebok gave a deal to Fifty and, and Jay Z. And I remember Kevin saying that um, well, all money ain't good money. That's what he meant. And all I never understood money. that until like years later when I got when I got older. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, Kevin is definitely a, a, a person that he's beyond years when it comes to um, when it comes to business. And some people might not understand, but understand like the things he do and everything. But it'll come, it'll come to fruition later on, and you'll see. You know what I mean? Um, and that's only if you got like a if you got like an open mind, you will understand. Mm. Yeah, that is something to tap into if you are able to think on that level too. It's like an elevated elevation thing. Yeah. Okay, so the next question we were driving into, kind of leading from what you were saying, what your influences is. Um, I speak a lot about self journeys. That's the flow, and then you know, at the end of the day, I go where eight hundred eight hundred eight tavern goes. But the self journeys flow is uh, the flow that you bring as the individual you are, the creator space that you are on the show. So the motivation question I ask is about like, you can say what your regimen is, like your daily regimen or anything like that. But um, for the most part, it's about what motivates you from a personal space, your internal motivation. With everything that you, you have going on, how do you manage your work life and your personal life, your family life or whatever work-life balance you have? Um, my motivation is just People saying that I can't do it, or people just down talking. Mm. Um, that's okay. that's the motivation every day. My grandfather's Sicilian. Mm. Um, with that, uh, uh, is is a lot of I wouldn't say rules, but it's a lot of philosophy behind things that um, that Sicilians go by. You know what I'm saying? So the the resonating part is that like like for one thing. My grandpa always told me that if you got it, mm -hmm. make sure that you, you help someone else out. Mm -hmm. um, and you don't have to be rich to, um, to do that. You know what I'm saying? If you're in a position to help somebody else out, then go ahead and do it. You know what I mean? Um, my thing is, is every day is I just try um, to be the best. Um, make my mom proud. My mom too. Me and my mom just get back to um, together, and, you know, just a little healing process and everything. But mm -hmm. um, my mom, my, my aunt went through a lot, a lot of stuff that um, I went through. So the thing is just always uh, to make her proud, make my um, my kids proud. You know what I'm saying? Not just so like they can say. Oh yeah, that's my dad, or my dad doing this. Like they really say, yeah, that's my pop. You know what I mean? So um, that's my that's my grind. 
My, my regimen every day is that though I get up and I got an amount mm -hmm. of dollars that I'm gonna leave the house with and I definitely wanna either double it or break even and come back in. Like you shouldn't leave the house and not come back home doubling or breaking even your profit. Your mm -hmm. motivation should be doubling whatever you went outside with that day. You should have a plan for it to double to come before you come back in the house. That's a good uh, focus-driven mentality to have waking up, like just knowing game on. Like Yeah, and it, 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 it don't necessarily have to be cash because it's necessarily like yo, you made a move or you made a, 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 a plan to Double your abundance. Yeah. yeah, like just to be abundant. I understand it doesn't have to be money, but understand like just waking up with an abundant mindset. Yeah, yeah, with an abundance mindset. So well, yeah, we have to we have to break it down. Some people definitely they want first thing. Of course, I yeah. My money is like yo, yeah. it's not always a money yeah. situation. Like mm -hmm. you, you put yourself in different situation. The money always come if. Yo, if you got a motivation to get it, it's, it's always gonna come, it's, it's always out there. That's why I don't understand when people be like, yo, I can't do this, or ain't no more money. Yo, it's always money out there. And, and well, maybe when we get into the what do you do, you can tap into giving yeah. us some tips on how to um, tap into. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I can talk. Well, it's well of money. Everybody, every, every, everybody, everything don't work for everybody. It doesn't, you know and that's the realistic part of it is, you know, Wake up with an abundance mindset, but know what your you know boundaries and limitations are. Especially know what your uh, what your path is. Like, yeah. um, not a lot of statements that have been running with season two have been believing in yourself, keep going. It's not happening to you; it's happening for you. And stay in your lane. Stay in your lane is the main thing that applies to this particular subject because ultimately, when you wake up with an abundance mindset, you have to wake up knowing what that means for your path for your lane and how you need to manage that in your personal life. And I understand that. And I take that even for myself because you got to stay focused, man. You, we lose track all the time. Oh, <laughs> so there's so much stuff out here to distract us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's hard. sometimes it's hard to stay focused and sometimes you just, like, you just got to be focused. Um, you got to force yourself to just get back on course. I appreciate you sharing your motivations. Um, I got a couple more questions before we tap into the what you do. We'll get the meat of your creative existence. Um, the next question is going to be about what's your work life, personal life balance, like your how you balance and time with your family. With, with that, I, um, I make time. Okay. And I, I, I hate when somebody says, Yo, I ain't got time for such and such, or mm -hmm. I ain't got time for this person. Like, no, you, you make it's the same. It's true, you make time for what you want. So I, I always set time aside for my daughter and my son. We have date nights, we have boys' nights. Um, and then I do my business. I, I never let whatever's going on personal into yeah, no my business life. And, and, um, and I always try to tell other people that, but it's. it's it's easier said than done, you know what I mean? Because some people, mm -hmm. if they have something go wrong that day, like it drifts right over into their business or their workspace or something like that. Me, I don't. I, I, I everything is separate. My you draw a line life, between your work life yeah, and your personal life, and you know and how to I balance bring, it. I don't bring even one into each other. That's good. That's a good tip because. I know one thing my father used to say is, you know, when you come to the door, leave, you know, everything yeah, at the back. When you yeah. walk into the door, this is how, this is home, you know. And you let all of that, leave the world outside. You know, at the end of the day, leave the world outside, pick the world back up when you walk out the door. Don't bring your home until you work for us. Yeah, don't walk into work with your house empty. So, yeah, I, I like that idea. Um, it's very firm. It's very... It's, it's very well put together for people who already follow that guideline or they had those success, you yeah. know, the successes they have because they follow that good guideline. So I appreciate you sharing. So the last question is going to be, like I said, going into the challenges. Mm -hmm. So I like to have, like, you know, the creator, if willing, share at your discretion a story or, you know, something where it connects the dots of a challenge because we all experience different types of things. And this will guide us into what you do as a creator because we'll get into the nitty gritty of 
who you are as a creator in your primary position, but then the other things you do around, you know, that assist that. So this question with the I am who is your challenge, a story that you can give us, whether it be a testimony or just a story in general of a failure or a success uh, aftermath, where you can give us the idea of how it shifted you into growth, into who you are, you know, how it assisted you as a creator, because we all experience a lot of different things in life, but there are always those few challenges that we'll always remember because of the, the powerful extent of it and how it shifted our life into a good or bad way, but ultimately it put us in a better place, you know, because we're still here after all challenges we have. Yeah. So ultimately, you know, it's always those couple of ones or that one that might just stand out that you'll never forget it, <laughs> you know, but... Oh, I do, I do, yeah. I do have a, I do have a, a story. Okay, um, and then tell us like the aftermath and how you can... Oh, I'm going to give you the whole, I'm going to give you the seen whole. Seen it, y'all, seen it. <laughs> so, during the, during the time, like, like I said, with my aunt and my mom, you know, and my cousins and everybody, we, we was outside. Mm -hmm. And we was outside before the word outside became a thing. Yeah, <laughs> so we, we outside and um, we children. I remember um, being in front of this, this, Bodega that we used to go to, like for those who don't know, Bodega is a corner store, a corner, corner store, and um, it was this 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 homeless guy. We called him Chuck. We didn't really know his name. We just named him Chuck, and he'd be out there every day, and um, he would talk to us. And what was crazy is that us being street dudes, like he he talked to us the way where we actually listen. Mm -hmm. um, we listen to him, man. You know, we doing what we doing outside, you know, trying to stay stay focused, but we paying more attention to what he, he telling us that. And he dropped jewels on us like all the time. It was, it was a learning experience. So um, I remember it was just one day we just all talking and we just know it was like Chuck wasn't there no more. Like, yo, hope ain't nothing happened to him or anything. Mm -hmm. So, I, I think I was around about 17, yeah, 17 then. Um, when I was coming back and forth down here to Baltimore, because my mom was from here. So, I would come down here during the summer and, um, and, and then go back. So, I remember coming back home after working with Def Jam, I remember coming back home and some dudes just still the same as outside, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, we walked, I think we walked to this gaming hall. Yeah, we walked to this gaming hall because um, a, a shorty of ours, like it's a homegirl, she, she was having a party. Mm -hmm. So while we was outside, cause they couldn't smoke in there, um, dudes lighting up and everything. This BMW pulls up. So um, the dude get out, like yo, he got a suit on and everything. He's like yo, he told him, come here, come here. I'm like yo, yeah, who are you? He's like nah, I need to talk to you for a minute. So dudes are just looking like. It ain't, it ain't, it's out of the ordinary for somebody to do this, you know what I'm saying? But the dude looked familiar, so um, he pulled me to the side. He said, yo, my brother, he's like, um, I know you've been out here, you've been doing your thing and everything, and I've seen you growing up, and I'm listening to our civil rules do this, so, um, see, I just want to give you something, so, I'll uh, maybe give me, peel out all these hundreds. It's seventy five hundred dollars. So I said, yo, So looking at the money, so now I'm thinking like, yo, you're fed or something. He said, nah, it's me, Chuck. So what Chuck? He said, Chuck, used to be on 93rd. He said, remember you used to give me money to eat and I talked to y'all outside. And he said, you you always come and check up on me. You and your you and your cousin Murph. <laughs> I said, oh, snap. So now I'm looking at him. I said, Chuck, what happened? You know what I'm saying? I, I'm asking what happened. Like, oh, 
He in the seventh series, he got the suit on. Wow. He said, yo, he said his lady came and talked to me, just like y'all. And I helped her with a situation. She came back and asked me if I want a job. I told her, yeah, she gave me the job. She put me up in Manhattan at the uptown, wow. right? And um, he became an executive, I, I think of this, um, it was like a coal company. He became mm -hmm. an executive of, and he told me his story. He said, y'all, I just want to give you money back that you gave me. I said, nah, man, you gotta do that. It was like, it's <laughs> crazy. I said, yo, it's, it, it wasn't nothing. I said, listen, man, yo, my heart ain't, ain't bring us up like that. Like, yo, we just help your intention. Like, yo, we just help. Yeah, we were ain't nobody looking for that. He said, nah, you, you, you keep it, you keep it. I was like, all right, yo. So I go, he asked me what happened to my cousin. See, I said, nah, my cousin got killed. He said, dang, man. He said, oh, that's bad. He said, well, yo, this is my car. Give me a call or anything you need, work or anything mm -hmm. like that. I said, all right, cool. So I remember, like, the, the following year, I went home and told my aunt. And my aunt just started laughing. And she's like, yo, I did good. You did good. I said, you did. You did. I said, yo, <laughs> you did good. I'm a good brother. You know what I'm saying? So um, like three, like three years later, um, I get a call like from an attorney in, in Manhattan. They asked me to um, to come there, you know what I'm saying? I said, for what? They said, yo, we um, need to turn something over to you. So I was like, uh, he said, no, this is not a criminal case or anything like that. He was like, yo, this is a um, civil. He said, it was a civil war. So imagine my aunt, what, what that is, she was like, yo, this one's like beauty stuff. I said, oh, I said, all right, cool. So I asked my aunt, I said, yo, he run up here with me. I was like, yo, because I'm not too comfortable with things like this, you know what I mean? So my aunt went with me, God, uh, we sit down in the office and everything. Um, they asked me, man, they gave me my, my um, license and everything. So he stood in the envelope, and I opened the envelope, and it was 90, like $9,200 in there. It was a check. I said, well, where was from? He said, that's from Chuck. He said, he passed away. I said, well, I said Chuck, what? From from the coal company? Mm -hmm. He said, yeah. He's like, um, he told me to find out who, who you were. And I was like, you just knew what building you were. And he said, you need that. You worked at the sneaker spot mm -hmm. up in the Bronx. He said, so I had to track, track, track you down. I said, damn, I said, where you pass from? He said, well, he, he had cancer for a while. He just kept coming and more and coming and going and going. I was like, damn. And um, when he gave me that, the next month, um, my daughter mother told me she was pregnant. And I immediately put the money um, in the bank. Yeah, yeah, in the bank um, for, for my daughter. And I, I told my daughter the story. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, it's still in there because you don't even touch your money. She, right. We don't touch no money that we, we give her in the bank. You know, mm. she really just spent everybody else's money. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that, that but was But he like, sold into her uh, unbeknownst to himself. Or yeah, mm. yeah. So, like, that right there is terms like, yo, just, you don't know, never judge people. You never know who is who. Um, you never know when blessings will come back to you or anything mm -hmm. like that. And, and like I said, we, he was just shocked. We ain't treated him no different. Like, we knew he was homeless, but he wasn't beneath us. And we knew he was a good dude because we, by, by talking to us, the way that he talked to us, we knew that he wasn't just an ordinary, like, off the rock of, or fiend type of homeless person, like right. something happened for him to be out here. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Y'all so, need to overcome and learn from that. I, I think it's from, like I said, what my aunt instilled in us is that yo, you treat everybody the same. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, never think that you above somebody. Mm. And, and so that was a live. challenge of learning how to be humble. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, 
I just don't take the take the humble thing. I just like you know, and to this day, I don't never think that I'm better than anybody. Mm -hmm. I tell somebody like, yo, I'm fly. I dress fly. I think because I'm from New York, I'm definitely a flyer thing. But I don't, I don't say. Um, that I'm better than somebody who think I'm you're just com you're confident in your humility. I said this to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Like you, you have everything that you need, but you are able to be humble still yeah. and confident in being, you know. Like, you know, like I remember one time, um, a chick bumped into me. She was she's one of my followers. She bumped into me into um, the Dollar Tree. Mm -hmm. She said, "Yo, I follow you." I said, "You follow me from where?" <laughs> she said, no, IG. I said, oh, okay. I said, well, what's up? What's up? She said, why are you in here? I said, why should I be here? <laughs> Where we going? In the Dollar Tree. Oh. And she's like, no, you just don't see like, for your Instagram, you don't see like you will be in a place like that. I said, beloved. <laughs> I come from Van Dyke, Hollywood, in Brooklyn. It is nothing Hollywood about me. I'll come. Here in the Dollar Tree, I'll go to Norsons, I'll go to Saxon Bath. It don't matter. I said, I'm in here because these are the only motherfuckers that sell Welch Grape Souls. <laughs> Nobody else sells them. And I, I don't care coming in here. I don't care. Yo, park my car right there in front and I'm going to jump out and come in here. I don't care. Nobody see me in here. I'm like, yo, it's Dollar Tree. Right. It's it not, is what it is. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm that's not a, a real, that's a real story right there, too, because, yeah. you know. That shows like the flip sides and the turns and twists of like expanding in who you are as a creative. So like, that is the, per the perception of people have, have of you. you. Yeah, and, and you may not even know until yeah. they say it. Yeah. So yeah, that's 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 big right there. All right, we about to get into this. What do you do? But um, before we get to that, did you have any more statements to make um, to give to the audience about who you are specifically as a creator before we get into what you do? Um, we can talk more about it, but. Mostly to wrap up the I am who, who are you? A last word of you as a person. Me as a person, look, my body of work will body your work. I hope I'm going to y'all here. Let y'all know that. I'm like about to trade my, yeah, my body of work will body your work. That's that, and that's just me. That's that's how I put in. I, I put in two hundred percent of what whatever I got to do. Two hundred percent, not hundred. Yeah, that was. Let's saying. get into this. Who I am? Who? Who are you? What do you do? So tell us your primary creative position, but also your your creator name. Like if you go by something like in the public, like your public figure name, and then also your your personal name if you're willing to share. If you have, like I said, a public figure name, let us know where that came from. You know how that evolved. But tell us about your primary creative position. Entrepreneur um, in fashion designing. I have a degree in fashion designing. I'm a graduate for FIT. If y'all know FIT is that's the Fashion Institute of Technology in okay. New York, Manhattan. Um, so that's I the primary. Degree. Yeah, I have a. But um, my primary is that. Um, I'm a promotional and marketer. What I do is I'm not a promoter. And I, I, I really take offense when one of y'all calls me a promoter. I'm not a promoter. Promoter and marketer is people that come up with things, ideas, and campaign to get things buzzing. And mm. that's what I do. I do it for my company. I also do it for some other companies um, that want urban dollars and they don't know how to get it but with that i also include that they give back what they take from the urban um community mm. you know what i mean so um that's my that's my biggest thing and, and with with the um promotion and marketing like i said we we come up with plans from logos to ideas um to events and stuff like that. I'm I'm not a promoter. I, I don't sell tables or bottles or none of that. You are a marketer. Yeah. It's a real no professional. The dudes that do that, but it's it's a yeah. It's no offense to promoters. No yeah. offense to promoters. But specifically knowing the differences in the the brackets of you know how it works and everything. 
take that context so that you know how to address professionals when you're trying to work with them yeah. in different ways. Because that is something that you need to understand is the jargon in the industry that you're trying to be in or that you're creating. Yeah, because so it's like, you know, it's like, if you got, if you got a clothing line and you're trying to get it out there and you don't know and you come to me, um, I sit down and I ask you like, yo, what is your clothing line? What it mean? Uh, what's the backstory of it? Um, how do you want to market it? Do you want to market it um, to urban? Do you want to market to everybody? You know mm. what I'm saying? Um, and so you're a full-branded full marketing consulting company. Yeah. Well, that's really you nice. You know what I'm saying? So and, um, with that, I go and sit down with our team and we come up with a campaign for your product, your, your line, your artists, your or brand. So, yeah. I love that. Y'all tune in. Make sure y'all get this information because we're about yeah. to get into you giving us your um, information before we start talking about your events and everything. So uh, let us know like how we can reach you. What's your best platform? Like what are your your main platforms? It's the funds unlimited. Unlimited is Group. The funds unlimited group. So it's the T H E. Yeah. D S U N. LTD, don't spell it unlimited out, it's, it's abbreviated, group. That's all, all one word. All um, right, and that's on all your platforms, IG? Yeah. Okay, so that's all platforms, follow my Instagram, Facebook, um, do you follow have- Follow Facebook is just, Facebook is, is um, Antonio, Antonio is very calm. Okay. You know what I'm saying, but the Funds Unlimited is a Funds Unlimited business page on there. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You can find out um, everything that we work with and uh, what we're doing next and everything. You can go in there and find that out. Okay. Do you have a webpage or a email or contact number or a contact person now that they need um, to also the follow? E the email is Unlimited Source. And that's UNLTDSource.com. Okay. You go in there and find out everything and you contact contact everybody from the team um, on there and they'll help you out. That's cool. That's perfect right there. So everything you need, make sure y'all go to the website that's listed right here and you'll be able to tap in. So now that we got your credentials out of the way, let us know the meat of everything which you do. So up until this point, real quick, because we're gonna do a timeline, run through real quick, you know. <laughs> um, up until now, what have you done in you know your industry of expertise and in general, you know, to build up to this point of where you are with your company? Um, and then I'll ask my next question. I did that. My first job, um, Keller Wilds helped me get uh, was at Fat Farm. Mm -hmm. um, Unfortunately, unfortunately, that didn't last long because I got arrested and then I came home. And when I came home, Devin um, let me work at Def Jam. Mm -hmm. So that happened until um, Kevin and we all left. And then I went and worked over at Rockefeller. And I stayed over there until um, that dismantled. And from there, I just started, um, I had opened up a store in Brooklyn. I put my clothes in there, and then everybody who had a clothing line, um, I put in there. And then we started um, the production company and branding company. Because first it was a branding and production, then we moved to promotion and marketing from there. So we worked with everybody, like, from Jim, Jim Jones to um, Wildway to hmm. um, some prominent names if you know about it. Um, Megan, her first when she first started um, coming out, um, we still have dealings with Nike in, a, in the urban collab like collaboration uh, market. We were um, several jewelers like um, Prestige Jewelers, hmm. um, Mr. Greg Yami. Yuna, Yuna, I, was, I keep pronouncing her last name wrong, it's Yuna. Um, and a couple of films um, we did work with, I can't say it right now. What else I got going on right now, which is important, as y'all can see, is the sneaker um, event. And the sneaker event, first of all, the sneakers are 
is an olive branch off of my Her Showcase. Mm. My Her Showcase I put together in 2019, and it's an all-female um, performance event. So I put that together because I, I went to a lot of showcases, and I seen that um, guys outnumber the girls. And some of the girls was like fire, but they never win. It's always the guys that win. So I started the um, sneaker, the first one, like I said, in 2019. And actually, our, our, our actual night that we had it was the same day that Nipsey Hussle got killed. Mm. And um, which is uh, that was kind of crazy, yeah. Um, but we packed the we packed the house out, and I I didn't think we were, but yo, a lot of people came out to see these girls. Um, so we decided to do it every year. Um, they was trying. We they talked about doing it every month, but I was like, no, nah, I didn't want to wear it out. Uh, I like to do it. I wanted to do it yearly. So um, we did the her showcase every March. Cause March is the International Women's Month, mm -hmm. so we do the Her Showcase there. So okay. um, from that, the people that know me know at Christmas time I always do the Secret Santa for um, single moms. So the year before last, I decided to do um, one, and I was like, "Yo, we want to do a sneaker fashion show." Because no one ever did that. You got sneaker bowls, sneaker galas, right. and all that, but no one ever did a sneaker fashion show. So the sneaker fashion show was to help raise money, and we was going to help out a few moms, um, you know, for Christmas, for their kids. I love that. They raised up. And that was, that was also, like I said, is um, an olive branch off of the show, her showcase. Okay. So that's why I say, that's why y'all see it say sneak her, which mm -hmm. is still the her logo. We'll zoom into that. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, we didn't have it in December because um, I caught COVID. Mm. My, my assistant okay, caught though. COVID. Three of the models caught COVID and two of the artists caught COVID. But we did catch it from each other. Everybody caught it from somewhere Various else. Various places, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, mm. It, it was too many to uh, go in with the show, so we, we canceled the show for December, but we still helped people out during, during Christmas. Time. So That's we good. rescheduled it and did it, and bring, we brought it back around to March. Okay. Um, so we had that hair showcase um, in July. We moved that to July in, at the Barclays Center. Okay. And we put the sneakers showcase in uh, March down at La Familia Center in Baltimore. Okay. And packed that out. Um, and that's annual? Yeah. Okay, so, so y'all seen into this annual um, event as well? It's on your website? Yeah. Okay. So we, uh, Remy, Remy Ma was supposed to host it, but she couldn't at the time because she was doing filming for her and Fat Joe at the Wendy Williams show. Okay. So we got Dream Dog to host it. Okay. Um, and that was, that was a success. So this year, we're doing it for Mother's Day. We got a lot of things going on um, for the May for Mother's Day, not just on Mother's Day, but for a lot of mothers. We got the Fashion Statement 3, that's May 13th, and then May 20th is the Sneak Her Kicks Cheddar. Okay. So um, with that is, is R&B, Hip hop, R&B females, hip hop females. I got a spoken word, and I got a comedian, um, and two um, speakers. Which one of them is Miss Chantel Green? If y'all know Miss Chantel Green, she was on BET, um, the the female kingpin story that BET had aired last year. She'll be speaking at that, and her daughter T Savage will be a performer. And then that Sunday we have we're having what we call a Love Her brunch. And this ain't a brunch that's just one meal. Okay. It's gonna be a brunch where it's a whole different bunch of cooks with their, mm. with their food. So that's that's the day after the um sneak her event. So that's what um, that's it. So this year we we gonna help some moms. We're gonna we got we got a, a sponsor that's gonna give away 
a free vacation. I got something else. I forgot the spa, but the spa said they'll give them a spa day. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and we're gonna help pay some bills. The last sneaker one, we raised our 10,000 and we gave it to a mom to start uh, her own business. Wow. So. And that's yeah. good to support and, you know, the create shouts out to the creators, mothers and fathers are yeah. creators of themselves and their own. Um, that is a part of, you know, your creative ability at the end of the day. So I appreciate that you're doing it because, you know, a lot of people need that. So everybody who is, you know, a mom and you don't know about different types of uh, programs, foundations that exist that have things like this for you, tap in so that you can learn about this and show up for the possibility of getting an award or some type of assistance if you yeah, need we, 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 have a, we have a lot of people that will be there that help moms with all different types of things. That's know, really so. cool. So, yeah, That's a big thing to share out of everything you have going on. So before we get to reverse the host, because you know we got to get ready to wrap up very soon, I did want you to just mention any more uh, things that you haven't been able to tell us about what's coming in the future. And any, um, we'll do a last word after the reverse host. TV show coming. Um, matter of fact, I did. We did our first um, episode the other day. Um, it won't air yet though. We just we're just getting our our pilot okay. episodes out. But our first episode was with Mr. Chad Focus. Um, he is home. Um, if y'all know the story on Chad Focus, um, then you know the story. I ain't gonna tell you the story now. <laughs> but um, we was his first um, show to do his his first interview was with us um, okay. since he been home. Um, Technically, he, he's in a halfway house and on house arrest. He got on house arrest on the weekend, so we was able to get that interview with him. And what's your series about? This is called The Uncomfortable Truth. Okay. Um, that's, what the, that's what the TV show is going to be about. So it's, um, <laughs> it's me, I have my co-host from my show, The Shop TV. Mm -hmm. It's me, her champagne. Um, two, no, one other girl, and I have a flamboyant gay guy okay. named Saucy. So, okay. So, it sounds like it's going to be a juicy yeah. um, lineup of people to speak on the different. And my bartender, um, Mo Mixers, she, she, she'll be, she'll be on that. All right, well, we got a lot to tune into with you. So if there's anything that we haven't been able to catch about you, like I was saying, we about to get into the reverse the host. We can do some wrap up things after we do the reverse the host, and then we'll close out today's session with you. But um, the thing that about the reverse the host, you have to question me, one to three yeah. questions of your own, and I'll you know, give you the invisible reverse the host hat. You gotta check the head. I really started to understand the, um, you know, the, the vibration of numbers 
and the synchronistic like you know element of when we see it how it affects us you know in our energy and why we know how to look at a situation based on the numbers and some people don't you know but i'm learning like well, I, I mean i know the, the vibration of the seven so mm -hmm. tell us what's the vibration of the eight that's the infinite number so um you know all the numbers they say that the seven's a god number the yeah. nine is a god number at the end of the day all numbers are connected to god because even the number one is the number of completedness you know that represents God Himself. So the number eight represents God in the in the in the representation of His infinite, you know, existence, right? Mm -hmm. So um, it's not necessarily the perfect number; it's the infinite number. Not just because it looks like the infinity symbol, but because the effect, like how I looked at it in the eight hundred eight, mm -hmm. is it's like a loop that we go through in life. We go through like loops in life, right? And so the one side of the eight hundred eight, the first eight is the first part of life before we have an awakening, before we wake up to the cycles in life, our lessons, what is a blessing, what is affecting us, our generational, uh, you know, repetitiveness, our DNA, just awakening to our being is the zero because the zero is the cycle. And once we realize we're kind of on this cycle, we have the opportunity to cross over into the other side of the 808, which is allowing us to just be free in our element of existence because we know more of ourselves, we know more and understand more of, you know, just being alive. Yeah. And just in general, that's how I broke down what I understood about the 808 and how it affected me personally. So where did, where did so, the tavern come from? So the tavern part just came from me liking to have the, um, I've always wanted a, like a cafe restaurant growing up, like when I was a child. That was my big thing was I wanted to be um and I wanted to be an actress and artist. I wrote when I was a kid and I wanted to have like a big art cafe and you know what I'm saying? So now that I'm an adult, I changed it from, you know, just I had a, a lot of, you know, names that I came up with over the years. So tavern, I like the idea of how I want it to look is more of a tavern style than just a cafe or like a, a shop. You know, yes. so that's where the tavern came from, especially because I want to do a lot. When I have a brick and mortar, a location for it, the way that I want it to look is how I look, envision a tavern being in my head. So Gosh. that's a big description. I appreciate that question. <laughs> uh, where do you see yourself taking 808 Tavern to? I have so many different places I want to take it. I want to share everything, but I do know that I want to see it being something that is, I want to continue doing the mobile, the mobile show mm -hmm. where I get to travel um, every so often for different seasons and, you know, meet different creators outside of where I am. But the headquarters is going to be, you know, the DMV area. Um, but I do have, you know, plans to be located mostly in like DC or somewhere in the DMV mm -hmm. as far as the headquarters. Um, but to keep it traveling, to grow with that and then also allow it to be more kind of like how it is over the west coast with a lot of different venues for like the different like uh sf excess what is it sx south by southwest yeah. <laughs> and you know uh just different events and venues that have things that happen right okay. uh and be able to have different events that i have planned in that location and mostly like a lot of friendly competition between record labels different things. i see a vision that's bigger than just like you know, local artists coming, but I do want to be able to have those types of opportunities as well. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just hoping to get, you know, the funding investors and things like that to be able to pour into the idea. But that's just the realistic thing of it, is to see it grow to a point where the deeper vision can expand and actually take place. Right now, I'm working solo, you know, <laughs> a couple of lives on it's Amazon. Cool. Yeah, a, lot of, a, lot, a lot of people work solo, they, they, you know what I'm saying? You get a little expansion, then you bring other people. Yeah. Other people in. But that's but, the thing, it's a mobile vlog podcast. So I want to be able to continue to let that be the highlight of where Italy Tyrant goes and how it grows. So um, before we end, on this journey of 808 Tavern, what have been your pros and cons since you started this journey? Ooh, that's a juicy one. Um, my pros and cons. I'll say my cons first, you know, save, save the best to last. So my cons have been, um, I don't know, that's hard because everything seems to be something that turned out to be good. Like I said, the statement, the running term has been, it's not happening to you, it's happening for you. And I'm really starting to see how 
a lot of the things I thought were cons ended up being pros for me, right? But I will mention, ultimately starting off, not having a job was a con for me starting up. Um, I thought that that was a bad thing because I didn't have any income and I was living in my car. <laughs> I was living in my car, driving around the country, hoping to find sanity because I was in a depressive mind state when I found peace with my comfortability in traveling and just being in solitude. I enjoy being with myself, but I also enjoy connecting with people, new people and just being outdoors. So um, the, the con was definitely just not having a job. Another one was not having a team. That was a con for me because I ultimately had to learn just the importance of it through being with myself, establishing this particular company. But I didn't want to be selfish in the mindset of thinking like, once I get it established, I can't then seek the team that I need because I'll understand more who I need in the picture. At first, I didn't really understand what I was doing yet. I was still building the vision. So my con was just doing it while I was still building it and not knowing necessarily where I was going directly. Would you want a team or do you feel comfortable doing solo interviews? I'm fine doing solo interviews, but I mean a team as far as like somebody who knows how to do the lights, come in and oh, set up yeah. things and be the videographer and the cinematographer. I would, I would allow, you know, somebody, I, instead of going and learning how to do everything, I would rather have people who know how to do specific things, be the legal person on my business name and everything I had to do with the legal side of it, just be the person who knows how to do that. And a bookkeeper, manage the money and the things that I need when I start generating an income out of this. So, you know, that's what I mean. And um, a marketer, you know, somebody who can assist me with marketing the, 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 the platform, the show and the company and, you know, to grow with me. So that's, that's the con. And the pros, because I didn't get to say, the pros have been just the growth and the challenges. I enjoy, like you were saying about yourself, I enjoy challenges too. Like that really helps me not necessarily when people, not necessarily the difference is not necessarily when people challenge me. Um, I don't mind. If people challenge me, I'm still do it anyway. I'm self-motivated. But the challenges that come with growth in general have been a pro for me because ultimately it's been able to get me out of this lazy procrastinating energy that I used to be in, honestly. Cause I used to have jobs and work all these things and stuff, but everything I did, I was always complaining. I used to be like, I hate doing this. I gotta go to the strip club again today. I gotta go to the McDonald's or the hospital or just anything, you know? So finding what I love by doing this has been the pro. That's the part of the spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. So would you consider yourself a flower child? <laughs> I'm a lotus if you're gonna say that. Because uh, I definitely started off with that like mentality of like, I'm in the mud right now. I have to find my way out just like a lotus flower. Okay. So, uh, yes. <laughs> Wildflower child I am. Gotcha, gotcha. I appreciate those questions. Like, you really went in. Like, and I had to answer, like, you know, from a space of like, reality. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like this happened. I, 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 I appreciate you asking me because it did remind me of the process. You know, you be in the middle of doing stuff and you just don't even get time really once it starts to move yeah. to just look and be like, oh, I was doing this. And then I'm an artist. So now doing music, like I've been, you know, I've been like really tapping into my, my, my creativity and I've been loving it. Mm -hmm. I gotta share with you some music, you know? So we gonna have an extended conversation. She sings. She's not just a podcast, she sings too. He's crazy right now. Keep on the lookout for that. I appreciate that. And I'm gonna share with you too. So we have had so much time on the show. I wish I had more time, you know, I need to sit with you again. Hopefully you can invite me as a guest host on your one of your shows and you know, yeah. vice versa, bring you back on. So I appreciate you making the time. This this month we booked like I had a, we dedicated the whole month to just the women. Friend, yeah. Mm -hmm. So every 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 Monday is a big book now. Somebody tries to just jump in and I say, Yo, we booked, we got <laughs> So I I said April is all the way open. April is all the way open. You know what I'm saying? That's lit. Well, I appreciate y'all tuning in, and we want to get a last word from Tony, but I appreciate y'all tuning into the show. Um, make sure y'all tune into everything that he has in his platforms, everything on the website about his events and the foundation and how you can get involved, as well as how you can be able to tap into the resource if you need it. Um, so give us a last and final word. I don't know when it's going to come out, but... Be on the lookout for the sneaker showcase. So 
The next one, or the next one will be in D.C. This one was supposed to be in D.C., but the people at Howard Theater, I don't know what's going on in that office, but they got to me like two months late. So I had to take it back to where we originally started from, which was in the Moore Memorial Building in Baltimore. But um, this will be a city thing, just like the Hearst Showcase is. It will be a city thing. So it will be D.C., then it will um, ATL will be our um, next one, and then New York will be our next one. But we mostly are going to the cities because certain cities we know they got a real love for sneakers. And not only do we um, do the sneaker thing to um, give back to the single mothers, but we also campaign of trying to get more um, black females in the sneaker industry. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, 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 it's not a lot of black um, women in the sneaker industry, but there's a lot of black women um, that love sneakers. Mm -hmm. I'm telling y'all, listen, did this first one last year, the ladies came up. Man, fellas, they be out, telling it. They get the um, ball gowns, you know, they get the skirts, they get the foo-foos. Is it foo-foo or tutu? Tutu. Tutu. <laughs> yo, they come Ooh, with flesh sneakers. Guys, yo, mom. get a blazer, get some jeans, bring your sneakers out. Don't be afraid to, like, yo, dress up. Mm -hmm. Yo, do the bad thing. Dress up. Because, yo, these ladies come out and they look sexy and they look cute in sneakers. They That's be out. Exciting. I'm telling y'all. All right. So, what? Uh, yeah, we just hit um, different cities that uh, we know got a huge um, love for um, sneakers. Okay. That's coming. That, um, that, that will be out. We'll be out in that city. They'll, they'll definitely know when we get there. That's lit. Yeah. Stay tuned for that as well. I appreciate that last word. Do you have a last, uh, like, just a tip to give people? Um, yo, just listen. Um, don't let nobody break your spirits. Um, and with social media, social media is not real. All right. Don't go on social media and make your life. Surrounded by it. Yeah, and, and, and a dependence on it. You know what I'm saying? And yo, your whole world is messed up because people are um, leaving comments or saying this and that. It's like, yo, just stray away from it. Stay focused on what you got to do because the internet is, is, is a curse. It's a, it's a gift and it's a curse. It's, it's all how you um, how you take it. And you got to understand, like, yo, if you go under Puff or you go under Nikki, Carmen, there's people under there that say stuff about them. So and they don't got time to sit you, and scroll and try to respond to everybody. somebody's talking about them, mm -hmm. you shouldn't even be worried about nobody, like, talking about you. You know, so people talk with me every day. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I just keep on going. On I definitely you don't. know what I'm saying? So, but um, but never let much. nobody break your jewelry or distract you for your, from your goal. You know what I'm saying? Like, go and do what's comfortable for you, not what everybody else is doing or what people suggest you to do. Make yourself happy first. That's, that's all that matters. Nothing else matters because, yo, if you miserable, everything around you is going to be miserable. Mm, I love that. And that'll be a self-journey's evolved yeah. type of tip that we're going to add for this wrap up of the 808 Tavern. I am I'm not a flower child. I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm just giving the rid of a flower. <laughs> he, he, uh, what you call it? He an indigo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, y'all, I appreciate y'all tuning in. Y'all have tuned into another episode of season two with 808 Tavern. I am who segment, and this is Brie India, and my guest. Tony Dracar. Tony with an eye, y'all. And thank y'all for watching the G-Self Unity. Peace, love, and truth.
what, so what, what are the A&Rs doing? Like, they doing nothing. They're going on the phone. Yeah. They're going to see who got the most followers. Even if they, even if the followers are bored, yeah. even if the views are bored, they going by what that is. Then they go in their DM, you know, invite them to the label, you know what I'm saying? And try to offer them a check in a bag. They don't do no work. They ain't in the hoods. Right the label right. needs you. Yeah. They yeah. die. This is the type yeah. shit we you talk about all the time. Like, yo, yo, Gotti did Independence 10 years without a record label. Right. 10 young years. Yeah, yep, young he just getting signed to Rodney. Yeah. Yeah, so look, that's why I'm happy we got you in the building. You know, everybody been talking about get this savage package. You know, I'm, so that's what I do. Like, this is why I stay linked with Tony because... If I see like I did all this boom, I'm like, look, I know how to get you. you know, I, I, I got the right person for you. Making mad moves, y'all support. Black designer, black video, tall, black. This is all. Hey, King, you want to see So, we have the Shop Art TV. We got Mama Jones here. She's on tour with her um, book. Love and romance. So, how did you come up with this title? Uh, because it's about that time everybody knows about love and romance. And, and I'm, I'm a very lover and I love romance. That's just me. So that, that was it. It's time for the younger people generation coming up under me because a lot of the young ones don't know all about this kind of stuff. 